0: Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another podcast on Overeasy. I don't even know how to podcast anymore. My name is Manny, in case you are new here, or welcome back. Um, I haven't filmed a podcast in over three weeks, I think, because I was out of town for the last little bit. So the last few episodes that you've heard were pre-recorded, which is why I sound so awkward today. I don't know how to record. But anyways hi how are you i feel like i'm like talking to someone i haven't talked to in so long and i'm just it feels good to catch up you know i have so much to tell you that honestly i don't think we can get through it all today but anyways let's do a little rosebud and thorn in case you are new here a rosebud and thorn is a little check-in i like to do rose is something good that's happened a bud is something i'm looking forward to and a thorn is something that's not so good that has happened Okay, I'm gonna start with my thorn. My thorn is that I just started going to the gym this week. Obviously, I just said I was out of town for the last two weeks. So, having gone to the gym in the last two weeks and oh my goodness, have I been getting humbled at the gym this week. I have gone Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning and it's actually been really, really nice. I love going to the gym and I go right at 8 a.m. So, it's super early and not many people are there. But it's been so physically tough on me because I haven't worked out in so long and I'm like completely fine with it. I'm not very upset that I'm, you know, not as fit as before or last month or whatever, but it's just been that I'm very sore and it's not very pleasant to be walking around when your butt is sore, my chest is sore, like my thighs are sore. Everything is super sore because literally haven't worked out in so long and this is like the most activity I've done in a while. So that's my thorn, you know, my body is um, recovering, but yeah. My rose is, hmm, let me think. Okay, this is a really Interesting rose, I think. So, my rose is right now Vancouver's in another heat wave. Which, when I started my podcast last year, Vancouver was also in a heat wave. This year's heat wave is definitely not as bad as last year's, thankfully. But my rose, obviously, it's not a best thing. I love the sun and I love summer. And honestly, this temperature has been perfect. So, I was just in Austin for the last two weeks. Oh my God, how many times can I bring that up that I was out of town? I was just in Austin for the last two weeks and it was up to 40 degrees during the day. Like there were so many days I had to come back to my Airbnb during the middle of the day cuz it just got too hot and I couldn't do anything. So I was used to like 40 degree temperatures for the last few weeks. It was like brisk morning time, when it was nice out it was 30 degrees. And so right now, Vancouver, the heat wave, the high is about 30 degrees. So I've honestly been chilling. It's been so nice in this heat. I feel like it's just very relaxing compared to when I was in Austin. So that's my rose. I know everyone goes through heat waves very differently. And if you don't have air con, there are cooling centers around Vancouver and the metro Vancouver area that you can look at online. If you need that, thankfully, I'm very lucky to have air conditioning where I work, where I live. So I've honestly been really enjoying the like sunshine and heat. My bud. um, My bud, this is somewhat a thorn bud, but next week, my boyfriend is taking the week off of work just to have a little bit of a just time off. You know, everyone takes a vacation. He's not going out of town, but he's just not working next week. And so I have to cover him, you know, Making the daily schedule for what students are coming. I work at a math tutoring center, by the way, so we have scheduled classes. So I have to make the schedule every day to see which students are coming. I have to set up the online teaching and talk to parents and everything for the next week. So I'm kind of looking forward to it because that's exciting, but I'm also kind of nervous because obviously it's not my regular job, and my boyfriend has developed a lot of procedures and stuff to do his job like most efficiently and I'm just nervous like I don't want to mess it up obviously so yeah I also have to work a ton next week so I don't know if I'm excited for that I'm excited to make money but I don't know if I'm excited to work a lot next week but anyways, those are my rose, bud, and thorn for now. And let's get into today's episode, which is all about my Austin trip. So as I've said like five times already, I was in Austin for the last two weeks. It was a solo travel trip. And I I think I talked about this many episodes ago, maybe in my like plans after university episode but Austin has always just been someplace that really really interested me and I really wanted to go to also I really want to solo travel because I just graduated university and I want to like push myself outside of my comfort zone and just have fun traveling and so that's why I went to Austin the total trip was 13 days and 12 nights I left on the 13th of July and I came back on the 25th so A pretty long time, to be honest. When I was uh, prepping or like booking the flight tickets, I was really excited to go for two weeks because it was a long time and I was like, oh my God, there's going to be so much to do. But I can definitely say I would probably only go for maybe nine or 10 days if I were to do the trip again. Also because Austin is also going through a heat wave. Um, It's not normally like 40 degrees Celsius for Austin. Um, but this summer they've just been going through so much heat that it was not good. So, anyways, I—if you want to hear more details about like booking the trip and like actually you know planning and all that—I would definitely recommend you check out my episode from two episodes ago. I believe I made an episode all about how I plan solo trips and stuff like that. So, if you want more details for that, uh, you can definitely watch that. But today I'm just going to be telling you about the actual like, things that I've done in Austin that I would recommend you do if you are interested in going to Austin, Texas, and also what I learned on this trip because with every solo trip or just travel in general, I like to kind of take the main lessons away so that I can apply them in my life. So let's start with what you must see in Austin, Texas. I will preface that I really only stayed in do- downtown and like just around downtown so south congress like the east side of austin right beside downtown and then downtown austin so i know that there are a ton of places in austin that i haven't seen and i probably went to the most like touristy destination but just with the way that austin is so spread out i didn't like i didn't have a means of transportation to go everywhere so just letting you know it's this is mostly all in downtown Okay, for the things that you must see, first is the state capital. I absolutely love going to museums and exhibits where you get to learn about the place that you're staying. And so I went to the Texas state Capitol because Austin is the capital of Texas. And it was like, honestly so beautiful when I went to the state capital it just so happened I made it perfectly on time for one of the free tours they offer tours every single day at 10 30 a.m. or 10 45 a.m. and the tours last for half an hour and you get to see most of the main parts of the capital but definitely not everything so if you're interested in looking at things in more detail I would definitely recommend just exploring on your own after but it was just so much fun I loved the tour because the tour guide obviously works in the capital and she was able to tell us about the history. There were a lot of paintings and stuff up on the walls. And so she gave us a lot of context for the paintings and how, you know, Texas played a part in just like all this government and politics stuff, which I thought was really interesting, but mostly I I loved it because it was just so beautiful. The building architecture is just absolutely gorgeous. Um, so Definitely go and check that out. I think I just love it. Like I love places like Washington and Austin because there's just so much like government history. Like I love learning about how governments came to be and the story with that. I don't really know, but definitely would recommend going to the Capitol. My next must-see location is South Congress Street. So the main street in downtown is Congress Avenue in Austin. And so if you go north all the way up Congress Avenue, you'll basically get to the state capital um, and that's that. And then you can go south on Congress Avenue and you'll cross a bridge, which is the Bat Watching Bridge, which is really famous in Austin. I didn't get to watch the bats because I didn't really want to stay out that late, but definitely if i ever go back i'm doing that for sure but once you cross the congress avenue bridge you get into an area called south congress and the way that i describe it is um just like it's very bougie and tourist for sure like there's an hermes there there's a reformation there there's aloe yoga lululemon is there Um, There was a bunch of just very expensive shops, but there's also a lot of little mom and pop boutiques that are really, really great on South Congress. Um, Some of my favorites for sure. One was South Congress Books. That's a bookstore that sells a lot of vintage books and a lot of just books in general. And I love just going through all the books. Some of them are signed and like original copies. So you get to look at those, which was super cool. Um, But I also just really liked... Like browsing the stores. I think one thing that's really interesting to me is like comparing and contrasting like these types of things from Austin and Vancouver. Like when I went to the Lululemon on South Congress Street, one thing that I noticed was they actually sell, Lululemon sells their products at the same prices. So for example, I'm wearing a pair of Lululemon biker shorts right now and I bought them for $68 and they were the same price. They were $68 in Austin as well. Obviously ours are in Canadian and theirs are in American dollars, but I was like, that's so interesting. And also I was very interested in like, knowing how like popular these stores are in their in their societies as well because obviously Lululemon comes from Vancouver so that was super cool I'm trying to think of what else was on South Congress Street. There, were a, there was a cowboy boot store, like a store dedicated to just buying cowboy boots. And it was huge. There's this really cool costume store that I went to. I think it's called like Lucy in the Diamonds or something like that. And it's just a huge costume store, like literally what you're thinking, like Halloween costumes, like theater costumes, like anything you can imagine and more. And I just loved looking around in that store. It was so cool. I went to a restaurant, a couple restaurants on that street. One was Neighborhood Sushi on South Congress. I wanted to try Austin Sushi because obviously I'm from Vancouver and the sushi here is really good. It was not bad. I definitely, it was a little bougier. It's like a little bit fancier and it was really nice. I also went to Amy's Ice Cream on... South Congress Street, and I love the ice cream there. And one other thing on South Congress is that there are so many murals. One thing that Austin is known for is their street art, their murals, and just art in the city. Every business, this is one thing I learned on a tour, every business in Austin has to dedicate at least 2% of its budget to public art. So that's why a lot of stores and restaurants and everything like that in Austin will have murals up, but they'll also have like fountains or like beautiful chandeliers and centerpieces in their lobbies, which I thought was super cool and added a lot of character to the city. So I spent like a lot of days just mural hunting and looking at the walls and it was super fun as well. So that's South Congress. It was I went like multiple times during the week. One other thing I tried was sweet green on South Congress because I had heard so many things about sweet green. You know, you hear so many things and I decided to try it for the first time. It was definitely very expensive. I think my salad was like $16, which is crazy, but it actually was pretty good. I really did like the salad. I got the gua. No, what's it called? It was like, oh, guacamole greens. So there was like lettuce. I can't even remember. Lettuce, avocado, tortilla chips, um, a bunch of other stuff. I can't remember off the top of my head now, but it was absolutely delicious. Definitely a little bit expensive, but really good. So yeah, South Congress is definitely an area you should. I loved going and comparing what the weekend was like on South Congress and then also what the weekdays are like, because on the weekdays it is so quiet. There's like barely anyone there. But on the weekends, I remember I went on one Saturday and it was so busy. The sidewalks were full of people shopping and everything like that, which I really like to see a lot of people. My next place on my must see list is the Austin Public Library. And this was actually, I found it by mistake. So I had found a cafe in downtown called Cookbook Cafe and it had good reviews. It was actually really nice in there. It was also in a really nice area and I really liked the cafe and I noticed that it was attached to the Austin Public Library. And I just wanted to go and check it out just to see what it was like. And I ended up finding, the Austin Public Library is beautiful, by the way. I think there's six floors. Uh, if you go through all the floors, there's just it's just such open space. People are there to work. There's obviously a lot of books and like so much natural lighting. There's like mosaic pieces on the windows. It's beautiful. But one thing that I discovered is on the top floor, on the sixth floor, there's actually a rooftop garden. And it is so beautiful because you're so high up. You see on the rooftop garden, you can look out the balcony and there is just like a panoramic view of the downtown skyline as well as Lady Bird Lake and South Congress area. And it is absolutely beautiful. I spent a couple days up there. One day I was just there, the first day when I discovered it, reading and chilling for a bit and just enjoying the views. And then I spent another day there like just chilling and doing content brainstorming and stuff because it was just so nice up there I remember in the library as well there was another floor I think it was like the fifth floor there's like a reading porch so there's a wraparound balcony on the fifth floor where you can just go in and read so beautiful like truly the Austin Public Library was so pretty and one of the best like unexpected finds that I had on my trip My last thing that you must see in Austin, and this is kind of silly, but it is Whole Foods. So actually, there's a lot of companies that started in Austin that I didn't know. Off the top of my head, I remember that Yeti. There's a huge flagship Yeti store uh, on South Congress just off the Congress Avenue Bridge that I went to go look at. And then another thing is there's a Whole Foods flagship store as well in Austin. And basically what this means, it's like it's like the main store and it was absolutely huge. First of all, the Whole Foods has prepared foods on the salad bars. There were like eight salad bars, salad bars, salad bars worth of food. On the sides, there was like a pizza place, there was a sandwich place, like so many like little restaurants making fresh food as well. I stopped by during lunchtime and there were so many people outside eating lunch at Whole Foods because there's just so much prepared food available. And then the actual store itself is huge. It took me like, I think five minutes to walk from one end of the store to the other, which is crazy. It's huge. And so I stopped by, I didn't buy much from Whole Foods, Just some necessities, but it was just so cool to see because obviously, again, I love comparing and contrasting these American versus Canadian stores, and I go to Whole Foods a lot with my boyfriend to grocery shop, but it was just not even comparable to the one in Austin. It was crazy. I think one reason it was also so big is because in America, they sell wine and alcohol alongside other things in a grocery store. Whereas in Canada, I don't think that's allowed or at least in Vancouver. So the alcohol section is huge. <laughs> so that, that Whole Foods is on 6th Avenue and it's by Lamar. Um, I can't remember exactly, but it was crazy. Okay. Now I'm going to move on to the next section, which is things that you must do. There's only a couple things. Um, Because it is so hot, honestly, you're going to spend a lot of your time indoors. But there are a couple outdoorsy things that I think you have to do. One thing is visit Lady Bird. I can't talk. Visit Lady Bird Lake. So Lady Bird Lake is the lake that runs under the Congress Avenue Bridge. So it's right downtown. And there are a couple things that you can do here and I suggest you do do here. First is bike the Ladybird Lake Trail. This was the first day I was just visiting this area and trying to figure it out. What I did also, what I did the whole trip was um, get a Lime Pass and you can rent scooters and bikes to your liking as much as you want. So what I did was I rented an electric bike from Lime and um, basically around the lake there is just trail that you can bike around and run around the people in Austin are so fit that there are so many people running and biking even though it's like 40 degrees outside but on the south side of Lady Bird Lake that trail it's just like they have built absolutely beautiful boardwalks that go around the lake and I think is so beautiful I think it took me I didn't go around the full thing but even just biking for 30 minutes is so pretty so definitely do that there's also a lot of shade, so don't worry about like being in the blazing sun the whole day. There's definitely a lot of sun as well, but there's a lot of shade on that trail that you can stop at and take a break at. I remember one picture I took was I was on the boardwalk biking Ladybird Lake and I could just see the downtown skyline and it was so pretty. My second thing that you must do is to go paddleboarding at Lady Bird Lake as well. There's a ton of paddleboard rentals. One thing that I was thinking about doing in my trip was actually doing a paddleboard slash kayak tour to go and watch the Congress Avenue Bats, Congress Avenue Bridge Bats. So one thing that happens every night in Austin is at around sunset, the Bats that live under the congress avenue bridge fly out for the night and it's like one of the things that you can do in austin that's really popular so a lot of paddleboarding companies in the downtown area will have these nighttime trips where you can follow a tour guide and go and watch the bats together again i didn't really do that because i was kind of scared of going out at night but um, maybe next time if i go with someone But I did go paddleboarding during the day. It was really, really hot. But paddleboarding lakes is so much fun. I paddleboarded with the company um, Live Love Paddle, I believe. Um, And they had access to a little... Cove in the lake that was so calm because it was like in an inlet covered with trees, there was no wind current, which was really nice. And then I also paddled towards downtown, which was really pretty. It's just so nice. But one thing is, if you're going to do outdoor activities in Austin, definitely bring a water bottle and wear lots of sunscreen because it is so hot. I got sunburnt a lot on my trip, and it's not fun. But those are the two outdoor things that I would definitely recommend you do. I also randomly near the end of my trip, I was kind of like looking for more things to do that were just like not as touristy. And I went to a cat cafe. It's called Perfecto Cat Lounge and it's on it's just off South Lamar, I believe. And it was so much fun. This cat cafe just opened the week that I was in Austin and I visited and the cats were just so cute oh my gosh I was really shy because I don't have pets so I don't hang out with cats a lot so I was just trying to there was a cat sleeping on the couch and so I sat next to it and was just petting it because she was really nice and then as I was sitting on the couch petting this sleeping cat another cat came up to me and slept in my lap and I was like oh my god I am the chosen one so adorable very, very cute. I believe it was $30 for an entire hour or 70 minutes to be in there. They also have a 30 minute option for $15. So whatever is your vibe. I love cats. So it was super fun. Yeah, that's one like random little like tidbit that I would definitely recommend you go do there's cat cafes everywhere but it was just so much fun and also a lot of the cats that are in that cat cafe had already gotten adopted in the first week that they were open so that's crazy Alright, that concludes my must do section in Austin. And my last section is my must eat section, obviously. So there are a couple things that Austin is known for in terms of food, which I would definitely recommend you check out. First is barbecue. So good! Oh my goodness, I originally wanted to go to this place called Franklin's Barbecue, but apparently the lines are like hours long every single day. So I wasn't really in the mood for that. I decided to go to Stubbs Barbecue instead. It's on Eighth and Red River. Super delicious. I found that as a solo traveler. Traveler. I really appreciated that at Stubbs there was like a single meal that you can buy, which is like your choice of protein, your choice of barbecue, um, and then also your choice of size. Whereas like other barbecue places they go by like the pound and you don't really get to try like everything. So I really liked these Stubbs. I had a, I had ribs and then I had coleslaw and mashed potatoes. It was so good. I'm so hungry just thinking about it now. Another thing that Texas slash Austin is known for is, oh wait, actually no, back to the barbecue. There are food trucks like literally everywhere in Austin. And that is also another thing that they're known for is that there are so many little food truck parks and they're just different food trucks there all the time. One that was near where I was staying was Quantos Tacos. And I had the beef brisket taco there as well as a side of mac and cheese. And that was probably one of the best meals that I had in Austin. I am so hungry just thinking about it right now. It was so delicious and also like pretty cheap. So you don't have to always go to those like huge barbecue places to get authentic and yummy barbecue. You can just go to like little places like the food trucks and stuff and a ton of those places have barbecue as well. So another thing that I was going to say that Austin is known for is tacos and breakfast tacos and Tex-Mex in general. One of the best breakfast tacos that I had on my trip was at a place called Snooze AM Eatery. I want to cry just thinking about the tacos right now. So they were corn tortillas with hash browns and scrambled eggs and pico de gallo. And I added ham and green onion and cheese. So delicious. One of the best places that I went for breakfast in my time there as well. They're also like Austin's really known for like, it's kind of like Vancouver with like the hipster coffee shop. So there's a ton in that area, just like everywhere that you can go and check out. One of the other best breakfast places that I went to was a place called Paperboy. It's more of, it's not really a cafe. It's more of like an actual brunch spot. Oh my God, chef's kiss. That place was so good. I got the Earl Grey cold brew the first time that I went. And as soon as I drank that, I was like, I definitely need to come back before I go. And I also went literally the day of my flight in the morning before I left for the airport, I went to Paperboy again to drink the cold brew. The first time I got the pesto toast, Holy moly, delicious. They have house made pesto. It had sun dried tomatoes, had eggplants, it had toast. It was so good. The second day, I wasn't really craving something super heavy and salty. So I just went with a granola bowl. And I was kind of expecting, you know, it wasn't going to be that good. But even the granola bowl was amazing. They had house made granola and just fruit on it and yogurt. It was so, so, so good. So, Paperboy, you should definitely go on a weekday if you can. And also a little bit earlier, like, I would say that getting there by 9 a.m. is good. Once I like if you get there around 930 slash 10, that's when the table started filling up. I remember I went on a Friday the first time and but I got there at 9 and then I got like literally the last seat. And then at 930 slash 10, the wait time started to be like 45 minutes to an hour and a half. So definitely would recommend it getting there super early a couple other places that I went one other place was Arlo Gray so this is a bit fancier Um, my boyfriend when I told him I was going to Austin he found this chef that was really famous that had opened a restaurant in Austin her name is Kristen Kish I think she won like a cooking competition or something like that and so her restaurant is Arlo Gray it is in the Line Hotel in downtown right by the Congress Avenue Bridge and that was like Honestly, one of the best meals I've had in my entire life. Everything was so fresh, and also the theme of the restaurant was about Kristen Kish's life. So it had a lot of Asian fusion food because she is from South Korea originally, but then I also fused with American food because she got adopted into a family in Michigan. So super good. I got the Sundown Cobbler Cocktail. So good. Just a little bit fruity and sparkling water. It it, it tasted like fruity sparkling water with a bit of alcohol. Honestly, I drank so much because it was so good that I got a little drunk by the end. I also got the burrata toast. They made homemade sourdough bread with burrata and pumpkin paste. It's super good. I also got the, um, a f- what's it called? Is it called the fried rice? Crispy rice, crispy rice. And it was kind of like deconstructed fried rice where there's green beans and bacon and crab and cucumber and aioli. It was delicious. For dessert, I got the lime sorbet. Still really good, but honestly, compared to everything else, that was a bit lackluster. One of the best meals I've had in my entire life. Also, just the vibes there. It's so aesthetic. I posted a couple pictures on my Instagram of Arlo Grey and just what it looked like. So pretty with the hanging plants and everything and the marble table and like the huge windows that let sunlight in. Delicious. Delicious and beautiful. And the last place I would recommend you go to is a dessert place called The Baked Bear. So this is right by the Austin Public Library is an area called Seaholm where there's a Trader Joe's, there's like apartment complexes and stuff. And there's this ice cream place called The Baked Bear. And what I loved about this place is that everything is customizable. They specialize in ice cream sandwiches. And for the like sandwich part, they let you choose whatever cookies you want. So I had, I believe I had a Snickerdoodle snickerdoodle cookie and a white chocolate macadamia nut cookie on the first day. And then the second day I had chocolate chip cookie and white chocolate macadamia nut, again, because I love white chocolate macadamia nut cookies. And then the ice cream inside is also customizable. The first day I had toasted s'mores ice cream and the second day I just had vanilla ice cream. Absolutely delicious. I would definitely recommend going on a bit of an emptier stomach, so don't eat too much at dinner or wherever. And because it's pretty big honestly it would be ideal to share with one other person but I finished one myself the second time I went it was so good and the baked bear is just it was really nice because there's also like an open grass seating area in front of the little dessert place so you can just sit and watch there's a lot of people that go to walk their dogs and obviously a lot of people are there to go to Trader Joe's and stuff so people watching and eating ice cream was a really nice like activity to do yeah, so those are the places that I recommend you must eat in Austin. There's obviously a lot of other places that are hidden gems there, but from what I found, that was my those were my favorite places that I went to. Now for the last part of this podcast, I'm going to be sharing what I learned this trip because obviously I tried to take away something from every single trip and these are the main lessons that I learned. So there were three main lessons that I learned when I journaled on the last day of my trip. The first one is, solo traveling is only fulfilling if you push yourself outside of your comfort zone. I the reason why I think about this tip is I always think about that YouTube video that Emma Chamberlain did a couple years ago where she went to like Palm Springs or whatever to do like a solo vacation. But all she really did was just stay in her hotel room and in the hotel the entire time. And that is a totally fair vacation. But I just think as a solo travel trip, that is just not as fun as it could be for me personally. I love like pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. And if you're not willing to do that, then I don't think solo travel is right for you yet. I think there's just so much to learn about yourself and the world when you're traveling by yourself that you really need to be in the right headspace to do that. And I know, for me at least, I know during the latter part of my trip, it was really easy f- to convince myself to stay in because I was like, oh, it's so hot outside and like, what is there to do today? But honestly, when I kept pushing myself to go out and explore new places that I haven't been, that was like when I was the most fulfilled. So if you're you're wanting to solo travel, but you feel like you're not that ready yet, I would definitely like recommend thinking about if I go and travel, am I really going to make the most of this trip? Or am I someone who's like easily persuaded to stay inside? Because honestly, if you're going to just stay inside your entire trip, it's kind of a waste of a trip. I would definitely recommend for me at least travel is a place where I'm going to explore and do a lot. And yes, I'm going to rest as well, but I want to do things that are new and exciting. And I found that that is definitely something super important because I was thinking about like from the perspective of like people who have never solo traveled. I feel like I'm quite young still. So I wanted to think about tips for people who had never solo traveled in their life. And that is definitely one to think about. I also said it, it is quite challenging to get yourself to do new things that are in a completely new place. And it's, so tr- it's really challenging to spend a lot of time by yourself. Um, I know that's like what most people want these days. But to be honest, by the end of the two weeks, I was getting quite like nervous and sad and just not the best. So you have to kind of be ready to take on these challenges. Um, Another thing I would say is that traveling does not fix all of your problems. In fact, it's more just running away from your problems. I was going through some existential life crises before I left for Austin as I have been after I graduated. And I I was at the first few days of my trip, I was like, oh my God, this is so much fun. Like I feel great again. But then later on in the trip when the novelty of traveling had worn off, I was like back to kind of my existential dread again and just thinking about what I was going to do with my life. So if you're thinking that traveling is going to take away all your problems, it's not. Um, They might even expose more problems that you didn't even know you had. So just be aware of that. And I think solo traveling is best when you're in the right headspace and in the right part of life. I definitely don't regret solo traveling. I think this is the right time for me. And I learned a lot about myself for sure. My next thing that I learned on my trip, one of the biggest things is to just be nice to people. And the reason why I, this lesson was so big was obviously a big, I don't know, I heard this a lot is that like Southern hospitality is like a huge thing in the South of the States. And there was actually a day where I did a guided tour and the other people that were on the tour were, they were from Florida Louisiana and Missouri also side note I totally thought Kansas City was in Kansas but apparently it's in Missouri and so those are all places in the southeast of the United States and I just noticed that they were so much nicer than people in Vancouver Vancouver people they're known to be just assholes and we're a very cold city and I find that we're just not very nice to the people around us so being around these southern people for so long and having this like hospitality at the rest like restaurants, like the servers and all that was like such a nice change and I realized like, oh, like I could literally just be nice. And it's not that I'm being mean, it's just that I I'm very quiet and very like timid around new people whereas the people that I was on the tour with were just so outgoing and so nice like they wanted to get to know me and like what I was doing in Austin by myself and stuff and I was like oh my gosh like this is crazy I've never dealt with this in Vancouver it's definitely like a new experience for me so just be nice to people. I kind of want to channel that Southern energy in my life now on, especially with new people, because I feel like in this facet of life right now, because I'm out of university, I'm going to have so many opportunities to meet new people and just deal with a lot of different people now that I want to just be nice and be vulnerable with them and be open with them and be able to make these relationships with people. So that is my second main lessons. I know it's super simple, but It was something that really, really changed my perspective. The Southern hospitality and culture was very, very different from Vancouver. My third tip was, or not tip, my third lesson that I learned from this trip, it's a big one. Don't assume, I can't even say it. Don't assume slash judge people before you know them. And I know this is like such a simple lesson, but I know like during adulthood, we tend to forget about these basic concepts and we get really caught up in superficial things. And this was one thing that kind of brought me back to reality, this lesson. This one was a big one in my Austin trip because I am very, like, I just tend to believe blind stereotypes without really having the evidence. Like if someone told me something about someone, for example, like, oh, that person over there is like, such a slacker, they were in my group project and never worked. And if someone told me that about someone, I would just go ahead and believe it and have that preconception of them before I even met them, which is not good because obviously these stereotypes and these beliefs and whatever, they're very skewed. They come from a certain perspective and they're only usually like one person's reality. Obviously, going to Texas, I really had nothing, like I didn't know what to expect in terms of the people there, and I was very worried because I had heard all this stuff about people from Texas and all that, but to be honest, I was so surprised and delighted to see that people there are just so much nicer and warmer, and they're also just such like an individual city, and people are very like hipster and artsy there, which I absolutely love, so definitely I think I should try to not get caught up in these stereotypes that I hear about people or, like, believe them right away. Unless someone gives you evidence for something, I feel like I should just not believe things that people tell me right away. Obviously, I appreciate friends, like, looking out for me, like, oh my god, that guy's kind of dangerous. Like, in those situations, obviously, I'm like, okay. But when I hear something bad about someone, like I feel like I shouldn't write them off right away if I haven't even given them a chance myself. Especially because my perception of what I might not like about a person is so totally different from what my friend will think. One quote I actually read recently in the book 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think, it's like a TikTok famous book, is that People's opinions of you are largely projections of how they see themselves. So my opinion of someone is going to be totally different from my friend's opinion of the same person because obviously we have different thought patterns and we're different people. So I want to try to actively remember that I can't, I shouldn't, hold people to these stereotypes and these beliefs, but it is very naturally human thing to do. We love to categorize and organize things and people and places into these preconceived notions, but I'm really trying to break out of that for myself so that I can fully learn about someone and like actually get to know them before I write them off as not worth getting to know. So, those are the three main lessons that I learned on my trip. I feel like it's very applicable to my daily life now that I'm back in Vancouver and it'll be super fun. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm going to be back to my regular episodes. I guess it's been the same for you guys because I've had an episode up every week, but I'll be back with the more like spaced out episodes so we can talk about things that happen in my week and all that. And I'm very excited to film again. I love just like recording my podcast. It's so much fun. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you ever have more questions about solo travel, Austin, um, anything like that, feel free to DM me on Instagram or anything like that. You can reach me in the social media linked in the show notes or in the description because there's so much to talk about. Um, and yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm gonna plug social media again, description, show notes, check it out. And I will see you in my next episode. Bye.